Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is Hog Reaction coming to you following another difficult Arkansas loss to watch. 27 to 20. The Razorbacks. Ball to Ole Miss down in Oxford, Mississippi. Derek Ruskin here in our ESPN Arkansas studios. And Ty Richardson is live behind enemy lines in Oxford. And uh, Ty, what happened? Oh, hold on. All okay. right. <laughs> now we can... Now I can start, Derek. That was going to happen, uh, win or loss, wasn't it? Yes, regardless, <laughs> except I would be a much happier drunk tonight <laughs> and said I'm going to be a mean, angry drunk. No, I mean, it's the same old story. Once we're a ball game, Arkansas can't get it done. Coaching gaffes, player gaffes, defense showed up. Man, they, they found something, Travis William, Derek. I mean, he, he, he has got those guys motivated, even though they're not getting any help from the offense for most of the season. Defense played their hearts out tonight, and once again, the offense, when it counted, didn't help them out in a, in a key situation. The fourth quarter, it's two possessions for Arkansas. It's a three and out and an interception that, uh, that, that ends, basically ends the ball game. Ole Miss got the ball back with 142 to go, and, um, you know, that's, that was all that they, uh, that's all they had right there. Uh, just uh, you know, this is not. It's 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 like I don't know. I don't know how to explain this because it's a butterfly effect. We keep seeing the same thing over and over again. Derek. But the people in these positions have been here a long time. This isn't a group of freshmen or rookie coaches or whatever. Danny knows has been calling plays for a thousand years. KJ's been here for all, a long time. You know, some of these linemen have been around a while. Like it's it's just it, it doesn't. How can this happen over and over again in a winnable game, like you said, where the defense plays their guts out in this instance uh, here uh, here tonight? And Derek, I mean, I, I know that the offensive line, Dan Enos and Sam Pimmer, get the, get the majority of the, game, uh, the blame, but some of it needs to fall on KJ's shoulders. I mean, those two crucial interceptions, he missed a couple balls. I know he was on his butt a lot, but there were times he just, like, he locked in on a guy. It didn't matter what the read was, what the cover scheme was. He was going to throw it to that guy regardless, and I just... I, I love that guy so much, and I know how bad he wants to win this game, especially 30 miles away from where he went to high school, but just wasn't his night tonight, Derek. That first interception, I believe, is the worst of his career. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know what it it looked like there, but on TV, there was no one in the picture in a Razorback uniform on the first one. It was just, it was bad. And then, you know, uh, Tesla has disappeared in league play. And that's a ball where a stronger receiver has a chance to get on the second one. And yeah. Tesla just got totally wiped out of the play there. He's he's getting taken out of games because he's going up against faster and stronger guys. I mean, when when Isaac, I mean, he had a, he had a drop or two tonight that I was kind of surprised by, and he won the he won the only one. But uh, usually Isaac's about as sure-handed as they come, and. Again, tonight's just, and it's not, and then you mentioned the SEC play. I mean, some of these corners you go up against, like any other position, they're just outstanding. And uh, unfortunately, they've taken him out of games, like you're saying. Yeah, they, they, he really has not been much of a factor in this uh, losing streak for uh, Arkansas at all. As the competition has uh, dropped off, he has uh, not, uh, he's not uh, brought it like we saw from a guy uh, named Ty Washington tonight, who did uh, have a tremendous uh, ball game. 
uh, in a losing effort. But uh, that's the kind of uh, play you needed to step up in the in the passing game to get something going because the running game didn't do anything all night long. Ty Washington, young man, way to step up tonight. Way to help your team at least be in a position to play. He was unbelievable. Had some great he had some great yaks, Eric. Yards after catch. I mean, he wasn't yep. just catching and going down. He had a couple plays where he made some broke a tackle for the touchdown, broke a couple tackles on the second one. I mean, listen, he's not Luke Has, we know that, but Ty Washington, hats off to you, young man. You played great tonight. He had ninety yards receiving tie and he had thirty eight yards after contact. So uh wow. so over a third of his yardage coming after or after catch, I mean, yards after the catch. So at, at catch and run uh, a big night for him. Eight targets, seven catches, and two touchdowns for uh, Washington. But in the end, it's not enough. Ultimately, it's not enough. I mean, they didn't win the ball game. Uh, nobody wants to hear anything about uh, you know being close or on the on the verge of anything or nothing like that. It's year four, and now Sam Pittman is twenty one and twenty one at Arkansas. Yeah, I was texting my uh, buddy who's in law school at Alabama before the game. That's who I'm staying with next weekend. And I, I just wonder, I mean, Derek, how do you get up for that game next week? I know Bama's coming off an emotional win against Texas A&M, and I think they have a pretty – they got the, th- the third Saturday in October the weekend after that. But I just don't know how emotionally Arkansas is able to salvage themselves next week in Tuscaloosa. That's going to be – it's going to be tough for this football team. Alabama, it's a trap game for Alabama, like you said, with ten, with Tennessee uh, the following week. They just yep. beat uh, Texas A&M. So um, there's, <laughs> traditionally you would say this is a chance to sneak up on them. But, uh, you know, with the way Arkansas's offensive line is uh, so ineffective, uh, I mean, I don't know. Dallas Turner is going to live in that backfield. He is going to have K.J. Jefferson on speed dial. Oh, my gosh. He's going to eat him alive next week because they don't have anyone to block him. They didn't night. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss... They, they're. I mean, they're decent defense. They force a lot of turnovers, but they shouldn't be getting as many sacks as they did tonight. And I know they shook things up and they switched it back after part because they weren't going to push. But man, this is. And I, Derek, I made this statement earlier this week on the rush and really didn't even get much pushback from Chuck and Tommy. This is Sam Pittman's worst offensive line in Arkansas, not just as a head coach, but even in when he was the position yeah. coach. And it's year four, which just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Ted starts us off in Waldron tonight. Hello. Good after, or good evening. Offensive coordinator stinks. Okay. And that's all I've got to say about that. I mean, my God. And he was Custer, a little big one. He would call a slow, thinking RPO while the entire Rebel Nation rode right down on him, killed him. He's he stinks. That's all I got to say about that. See, and then Chuck always says, play calling is low-hanging fruit. <laughs> you know, I love Chuck. But I got to say this to him. The low-hanging fruit sometimes is the right fruit. And it is. I, I, for KJ, he should have transferred somewhere else as soon as Sam picked that guy's O.C. Oh, God, it makes me mad. Oh, he threw this pick. He threw that pick. He cut thinking off his. I didn't curse. I was going to curse. Thank you for not cursing. God. I mean, it should have been up 20 points in the first half. 
But you got that goofball calling play. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Try to make a post-game promo on what I just said. I don't think the university will like it much. Uh. The, the 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 university doesn't like much of what happens here anyway. But uh, I appreciate the uh, the phone call there. That was our buddy Big Mike in Waldron, and uh, he's he's going through it right now, as a lot of people are. Yeah, wow. I I just cracked another one, Derek. It's going to be a long night. Yeah, we we're going to be here a while. That is that is for sure. Yes, uh, John in Fort Smith is up next on the McClarty Daniel Hotline here on Hog Reaction. Yes, John. Hey guys. Uh, in response to the last caller, I mean, you can't you can't really get on Chuck because I mean, who pays Chuck's bills? I mean, so Chuck's one of the best to ever do it, and, and but Chuck's not going Chuck's not going to bad mouth him or say anything really that negative or derogatory because he's he's getting paid by the university. But man, I, I was texting a buddy of mine during the game, and this is not a I want Bobby Petrino back call, but I, I, I told a buddy of mine, I said. Can you imagine a Bobby Petrino football team if if when he was here, if they'd had this many penalties on the offensive line? I said, he'd be in prison today because he would have literally killed someone. Uh, and, and, and I'm not at practice and stuff, but, you know, one thing that struck me, our, our, I listened to the game on the radio, muted the TV, and the sideline reporter at one point, I forget his name, who it is now, but checking uh, M's. Yeah, yeah, and, and he he almost at one point they go down to him, and he almost acted surprised because he he said Pittman really come over and challenge those guys, and I'm like challenge them. I mean he <laughs> I mean he should have whacked them whacked them upside the head with a water cooler or something. I mean challenge them. Come on, man, enough's enough at some point, you know. I mean, uh, golly. So it's just, this offense does not fit KJ. It's never fit KJ. You can say what you want. Uh, the spread that, that Browles ran was more to KJ's liking than more to his style. Uh, and I know a lot of people was all over Browles, but you, you, you know, like him or not, they produced, man. And, uh, it, it fit KJ. This, this pro style offense does not fit KJ. It just doesn't. So no matter how you slice it. So, appreciate you guys staying up late and enjoy your show, man. All right. We appreciate you, John, hanging out with us tonight. Thank you so much. Any thoughts on that, Ty? Yeah, I mean, I think people, we're six games in, and the story's at least written, I think, on this season to this point. Brandon Allen had a major jump the next six games. The only thing is, his seventh game, I don't believe, was Bama. I mean, you got to, you're halfway through the season, and your next game is Bama. And you're, I, I just, Derek, I don't, I don't know how they fix anything offensively without the offensive line. You you made some great points last week. We don't know who on the team is good, whether it's KJ rocking any of the receivers because there's no time for anything to develop. We just don't know. No, and they're so undisciplined. Uh, another uh, night full of uh, motion penalties, and just <laughs> it, it's just it, it's it's un it's unacceptable. It's it's time to say what it is. It's unacceptable. You can't. Be in the Southeastern Conference and have an offensive line like this. It's just, you're not going to go anywhere or do anything. And uh, it's just, uh, it, it's not acceptable. I think they know that. Um, I hope they know that. They seem to know that because they've been tinkering with stuff for the last week. And now the, the adjustments have not seemed to work in, in any way, shape, or form either. I mean, nope, they have not. I don't, I, I'm curious. Like,
Well, I mean, this Cody Kennedy dynamic with Pittman and, and just, I mean, they at least try, I'll give them credit. They at least attempted something new because the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result, but it didn't work. Now you're left just kind of holding the bag, and I got no clue what they're going to do for Alabama next week, but I guarantee you Nick Saban and Kevin Steele and the rest of those guys are licking their chops knowing what they have to, to go up against in Arkansas's offensive line. All right, we got one more here. Austin and Van Buren on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Austin. Hey, Zach. Hey, I just want to say um, I I agree with you on the offensive line issue. Uh, that we can't have an offensive line like that and compete in the SEC for the rest of the season. It, it, it's just absolutely atrocious. Um, I do I do want you guys to I want y'all take on this. Um, Hey, Jay, tonight. Mm. How how bad of a read did he make on that first interception that he had? I mean, that was just that, that was just bad. There was nobody in the in the vicinity of him. It, it was just absolutely atrocious. And tonight, the 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 play calling was just. I don't think it was great. I don't think the play calling was great. Now, I'm a firm believer in, you know, execution has to happen at some point in time, but I don't think the play calling was absolutely fantastic. I think it was just one of those things that, you know, these guys, Dan Enos was calling plays out there, and, you know, we're trying to run the ball up the middle. We're, we're on third, it's third and goal from the four-yard line, and we're running a QB draw from the shotgun. And it just, that just doesn't make sense to me. Now, I don't get paid millions of dollars to make these decisions. I know. And I'm not like, I'm mad. I mean, I'm not big Mike and Walter mad, but <laughs> I'm pretty mad. <laughs> he, he's pretty upset. Uh, but it just, it just seemed like to me like the, the play calling tonight was just not, not that, it just wasn't, it just didn't seem like it was that great. And that's what's frustrating for us as fans, I think, is to to see that happen and to see the regression that has happened over the past couple of years from the 2021 season. You know, Sam Pittman brought us back to relevance in the 2021 season. And I think that from that point on, we have done, we have done nothing but drawn downhill. Now, 2022... We lost four games by a combined 13 points. Uh, this year, we think we lost to BYU by a touchdown. We lost to LSU by a field goal. Those are pretty tough. I mean, those were those are pretty tough games. Um, last week against A&M, I was sitting there in, in Jerry World. I was inside the stadium. And I mean, I, I just, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I mean, it was just terrible. And then this week, we come in to Ole Miss. And the defense gives us multiple, multiple, multiple opportunities. And yeah. we just, we don't capitalize on it. And I, I don't fault the defense at all. I think that, I think the defense, I think the defensive coordinator, I think everybody's great. I think they played fantastic tonight. Um, yeah. to hold, to, to, to hold LSU and to put us, or to hold Ole Miss, I apologize, to hold Ole Miss. Yeah. And to, put us into positions that we were in to score and to score points. And the offense was just inept. And quite possibly, arguably, probably the worst defense in the SEC 
you're talking about Ole Miss, obviously. The worst defense in the SEC, quite possibly the country. I mean, if you really want to look at it, uh, I, I don't know all the analysts. Well, they're, they're not they're not the worst defense in the country. I mean, there's there's plenty worse than than that. Um, here's the interesting thing about all this, Austin. Appreciate the the phone call there. Um, Sam Pittman also hired Travis Williams. So as everybody wants to bag on him for what a disaster Dan Enos has been, and I'm with you, he sucks. But Travis Williams was hired by Sam Pittman also. So uh, so he's got to get a, he's got to get a, a, some dap for that. That's that's only fair, Ty. It's only fair. Yeah, it's kind of like when people bash on Jerry Jones saying he can't draft. It's like, well, Michael Parsons is pretty good draft. I mean, you, you got to balance it both. Give credit to when credit's due and then give credit to when it's due. And uh Last two games, Travis Williams' defense came to play. Um, even uh, in, in some other games this season, just they're just getting again terrible situations over and over. And I mean, if I was I was Travis Williams, I'd be about as mad. I, I wouldn't be mad at any of my guys. I'd be mad at Danny. You know, just yeah. to be quite honest, Derek. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, they're they're put in uh, in position time and time again, and uh, you know they, they do their job, and the other side is uh, is not uh, carrying the mail right now. It's time for more calls on the McClarty Daniel Hotline here on this Saturday night hog reaction following Arkansas's loss to Ole Miss. Joe in Avoca. Oh, that's beer number three, everybody. Beer number three if you're scoring at home or by yourself. Hi, Joe. Good evening. Good. Yeah. Buenos noches. Yes, sir. I'm in Sorry. I'm doing okay. How are you? We're all right. You know how I deal with this loss? How's that? I found this uh, hand exerciser in the shed. And uh-huh. I just work it. You know, it, that's, you squeeze the hell out of it. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know, you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those things at gyms from like the 1980s. Yeah. It, it just, it just soothes me. I'm all right, though. Well, that's good. They do what they can. They'll just do what they can. And they will not be any better. But it's all right. And I'm not worried about them. Hey, basketball starts pretty soon. We're very close. (laughs) We're two weeks away from the Purdue scrimmage. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I mean, they, they've done what they can. I mean, Pittman's done what he can. I'm, gee, yep. He is what he is. Yep, this is what it is. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't dislike him or nothing. I really like Mike Anderson, but he ain't here no more. Right. <laughs> anyway, guys. <laughs> Uh, I had something to tell you, but I forgot about it. Okay. Well, let us... I let, earlier. I'm kind of calm. I'm not <laughs> worked up as big Mike. I'm getting ready to go to sleep here in a minute. But yeah. I'm kind of sleepy. Okay. Hungry. Okay. But anyway, go off. Okay. Sweet dreams, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, everybody. The- Derek, he uh, he's got his medicine bowl. I'm gonna I'm gonna take solace and find refuge in the arms of a sweet Ole Miss woman tonight. That's how I'm going to. That's how I'm gonna deal with this loss. And I've already got one actually. So uh, as soon as we get done here, I am heading to 
the bar. Okay. Kevin in Farmington is up next on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Kevin. What's up, man? How you doing? And we're all right. Ruskin, first and foremost, man. <laughs> first time caller, long time listener, man. Pleasure to be a part of the show. I appreciate you having me. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm generally about uh, 24 to 72 hours behind. I'm a podcast guy on uh, Spotify. And I just want to drop it and say, um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I really like the offensive calling tonight. I really do. Okay. I think it showed, uh, I, I think it highlighted a lot of KJ's uh, efficiencies. We had a lot of quick RPOs, handoffs, or cut across the middle, and we we executed those really well. I think I think today is not the day to pry on Danino as much uh, as much flack as he has caught in the last however long. Um, I think he, I think he called a really good game. Um, I think our flaws fall within the offensive line, and and that's you know that's I'm just echoing within the last five weeks, man. That's it's been something that we've constantly. Been been fighting against. Uh, I think Eno's called a decent game today. Uh, I think KJ could have executed a little better. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this, man. I really don't. Um, we're a baseball school, first and foremost. We're a basketball. We're a basketball school, second and foremost. We are not a football school. I'm sorry, everybody in Northwest Arkansas and Hog people. We're not a football school, man. You hold off until basketball and baseball. We rock those. We, we just can't put all the pieces together on the gridiron, and I don't know why. Uh, you know, I'm 32 years old, and I've watched this. I've been to 100 games. We've been decent. We're ne- I don't know what to do to cross that threshold, but I know that tonight was not KJ's night. I know that tonight wasn't Danny Nose's fault. He called a good game. Okay. I like the offensive calls from him. KJ could have made better decisions. The offensive line has to do better. But what do you do with six games left? I just don't know, Ruskin. I just don't know. What do you do? Kevin, I don't know. I mean, ordinarily people would say, well, put such and such in. But these are the best five guys they got. And um, they can't play right now at this level. They can't. And I don't know if they're magically going to uh, have the light bulb turn on in six games. Because, listen, if anybody knows about you know, writing the writing the death certificate for a, a, a Razorback sports team, and then they come back and surprise you later on. It's this guy right here. So I'm not going to write anybody off or anything right now. I've been burned far too many times doing that. But at this point in time, with the data we have now, Ty, they're not an SEC level offensive line, and I can't understand how in year four that happens with, yeah. with veteran guys. There's some veteran guys up there. Yeah, and they're not exactly doing themselves. I mean, I, I saw a few plays. Brady Latham just did not look in sync at right tackle tonight. He missed a couple blocks. He's just, he, even the reply, I mean, but it's the veterans, too. It's the guys that have had plenty of snaps here at Arkansas that are just yeah. making the similar mental mistakes as an underclassman. Well, that's what I think our Arkansas fans are really frustrated by. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's it's and and well, it's the frustration that you 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 figured this is the one element of the team that when the rest of it was falling down upon you, you yep. could hang your hat on the fact that you'd have this, and this is the worst position group on the roster mm-hmm. in year four. 
the worst position group on the roster is the offensive line. Think about that. Think about how people are always wondering about linebacker and they're wondering about the defense and you know people are talking about special teams and will these receivers the worst position on the roster is the uh, you know and Cody Kennedy handpicked by Sam Pittman. And yep. This is the guy I entrust the offensive line to, and they are the worst position group on the on the, on the team. Yeah, and and I don't think it's close. Like no. you know, some years you can be like, well, it might be this position group or, or maybe this one. It's not close, Derek, and right. that's what's so disheartening to fans because, like you said, that's what you're supposed to be able to fall back on. And I think, I mean, when you think about Arkansas football, you think about tough, rugged, being able to run the football. This is this is not what Chad Moore said in terms of offensive lines, but. Man, it's a it's a shell of what it's been years past. All right, let's uh, get one more in here, and then we'll take a break. Uh, Cody in Bentonville on Hog Reaction here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Yes, Cody. Hey, y'all remember growing up, being in school, and you'd look at that dude, and you'd be like, how the hell are you still standing up? How the hell are you still going? That's Joe and Avoca. <laughs> you know, like, you're just, you're just nice, Cody. like, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I did hear something intelligent tonight. I think you have to give Pittman another year because of how good the defense, our defense, side of the football looks. I think you've got to give him another year. Get another OC in. Maybe you can lure KJ back another year, be with NIL. I know people don't want to hear that, but you find something that fits him. Our defense has made huge leaps. And him to be able to put that together, I think, I think you still have to give him one more year. As weird as that is to say, I do believe that. All right. All right, Cody. Thank you so much. During the summer months, I know many of you are active, going to the lake, going to the beach. And if you want to live a healthier lifestyle and look better on these occasions, then I've got just the meal kit for you. It's Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And you can get 50% off your order right now using the code HTL50. Just go to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. You're going to save trips to the grocery store. Your meals are going to be ready in about two minutes. They're fresh, never frozen. Plus, they have over 34 weekly restaurant options like bruschetta shrimp risotto and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. They have keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie options. Don't forget about breakfast and start your day right with Factor. Take 50% off right now. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. That's Factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo 
promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Are you feeling the heat this summer with soaring electric bills? Upgrade your AC system with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric this August and experience the ultimate comfort in your home. This month, receive up to $500 off on attic insulation when you upgrade your AC. That's right, proper attic insulation can significantly reduce your energy bills, keeping your home cooler and more efficient. Worried about the cost? We've got you covered. With approved credit, enjoy payments as low as $99 a month. Picture this. Lower energy bills can help you cover the cost of your new system. Now that's a win-win situation. So don't wait. Call Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric now and save with a new AC system and insulation this August. Say goodbye to high electric bills and hello to ultimate comfort. Visit GoPascal.com now and schedule your free estimate. With approved credit, exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Professional people, professional service. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Reaction live here on ESPN Arkansas. Hit that line.com. Ty Richardson's in, in Oxford. I'm Derek Ruskin in our ESPN Arkansas studios. 27 to 20. Ole Miss over Arkansas tonight. Arkansas with two chances in the fourth quarter to uh, one to take the lead, uh, the other to um, tie the game, and a three and out. Let me look at this here. That is a, uh, we're on a Beerus segment, folks. That's number four, I believe. Number four. Uh, let's see here. That is minus one. And that is, uh, they had 10 yards, of, uh, they had nine yards of offense in the uh, fourth quarter, time, by my uh, estimation here. Jeez, Louise. You're not going to win many games like that, Derek. No. Golly. No. No, you're not. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, minus three rushing. Uh, the the uh, official stats said they actually had uh, uh, 52 yards in the fourth quarter. But uh, anyway, it was a um, it wasn't good, and um, you know there's no sugar coating anything. You're tired of it. They're losing, and uh, and they uh, they didn't get it done again uh, tonight with uh, with Arkansas. Um, the uh, the one thing, this play calling thing, like okay, the way it works generally is. You've got every scenario on the card, and when that scenario comes up, here's what we want to call. And um, I don't know if the preparation going in is flawed. Something's wrong with some of these um, situations, some of the plan. The planning is not great going in, it seems like, because they, they just are in a... They are in a situation of delusion over there about how the world works that none of us are familiar with. They're in an alternate reality, maybe another dimension. I have no idea. So, yeah, yeah. And, uh, KJ and Dan Cochinos have not got on the same page, and it, it is a bummer because I was really hoping for maybe the the full extent, the ceiling of KJ Jefferson. And Derek, I don't think we're going to see it. And it's a bummer for him because he's getting beaten better. It kind of reminds me about the 2012 season with Tyler Wilson where he's just getting demolished every single play. He doesn't have his coach. Now, I mean, KJ's got his coach, but he's got a different one. I guess technically he lost his OC. And, I mean, listen, there was pushback on Bryles plenty of times during games, but I guarantee the offense would look a heck of a lot better right now if he was still calling plays for this university. Well, Tyler really lost his OC then, too, because Paul Patrick was OC in title only. Bobby Petrino runs that offense. That's great. And, and he yep. was gone. Uh, he took uh, he took the the guts of that thing. 
uh, with him. So it was. It is similar in, in some ways. It's a totally different. Uh, you know, it, you know, they don't have the voice in their ear, but it is a different voice in your ear. And none of this, from the offensive line to the play caller to the quarterback, none of it is in rhythm through six games. They've played six games, and outside of you know beating a hapless FCS team by a bunch. They have not been in rhythm in, in, in really in much of any of these games. Yeah, and I mean, even the LSU game when you, you scored 31, I mean, how bad is LSU's defense? I mean, it's the worst it's been since pre-Saban. Yeah. I mean, that, that it, I have never I never thought I would see a day where LSU had a bad defense, and they are horrendous this year. So yep. you really can't – I don't know how much you can take away from that that amount of points you scored against them, Derek, LS, to be honest. LSU's defense is so bad, they've brought in the octogenarian to help fix it. The 82-year-old man is going to come in and save everything. That's how bad it is. A guy who started coaching Ty in 1964. <laughs> 1964. Oh, man. Yeah, I was for alive. Derek, I, mean, I was – so we're, we're, at, we're at our tailgate earlier today. Oh, one of our buddies from Baton Rouge, he came down. He's a big LSU fan. He went to school there. And he is just going nuts on Matt House. It is one of the funniest things to watch other fans during their games because we're the exact same way. And uh, – safe to say he is not a, a Matt House fan, as is most LSU fans. Let's uh, talk to Big Bill on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Hi, Big Bill. It's Big Mike again to tell you our offensive coordinator stinks. Okay. <laughs> double double dose, Derek. Thank, thank you, Big Mike. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, that guy, who called you Zach earlier? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they, we, they always say we sound alike. I have no idea. Also, uh, Big Mike was uh, responding. Uh, we, we've, we're put piecing some clues here together behind the scenes. Uh, okay. He's responding to the guy in Farmington that was defending Dan Enos. Ah. That, that made Big Mike very upset. We got a text from him that said, is this Enos' son? <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I wonder... I hope they disbanded his email account because that thing is getting flooded. I know, actually, I think they deactivated it, if I remember that right. That thing's going to get flooded uh, tonight yeah. with emails from people. But, I mean, so, <laughs> go ahead, Derek. Well, I just, I mean, in a way, the email worked, right? Like, they ran a fourth and one oh, quarterback yeah. sneak. <laughs> like, it worked. The is people the- won out for once. <laughs> They did. That's a great point. I, so I was sitting next, and first half happens. I'm like, i got to mix up the duty. I'm in the press box. I can't do anything. I just stand like a little hermit. And then I went down to the Arkansas session with my brother and everyone else, and like we were just like, that was the loudest ovation over any touchdown during the game is when they actually ran that third and one in the Arkansas section. It was hilarious that people got more excited about that than either of Ty Washington's touchdowns tonight. Yep, that was a win for the people. Because I didn't think he'd do it because he would be admitting that we were right and he was wrong. We were right. And we were right. And it's taking six games. It's it's just pure error. And I know they did once against Western Carolina, but it's pure arrogance. Yeah. Pure arrogance, plain and simple, Derek. There is a just, it, particularly in, in football, you know, I, I sometimes I critique, you know, some of the uh, pompacity of Musselman or some of the other people over there. But football also has this arrogance and i have no idea what it's based on they haven't done a damn thing in the better part of a decade and yet they carry everyone in that entire department from top to the person who cleans the toilets they all carry themselves like they are a big freaking deal and this program hasn't done squats in the in the better part of a decade 
that you yeah. do not get the same rights as Musselman or as Van Horn or as Courtney Diefel to carry yourselves with a certain level of uh, you know of accomplishment. You haven't accomplished a thing, and yet yeah. they, it is it is unearned arrogance. It's total hubris, and um, you know, and it's being knocked down a, a lot of pegs over the last four weeks. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and as it should. I mean, fans are tired of this. And I don't think anyone listening right now is advocating for this team to be a 9 or 10 win program every single year. But this team's not getting to 8 wins. This team's not giving to 7 wins. Heck, they might not even make a bowl game. And so, Mikey, you were kind of alluding to earlier, Pittman had the high point at 9 and nine and 4, and... Now he's going to have the because I wouldn't even say his first year at three and seven was I mean that was so high compared to where Arkansas had been, but now you're I mean you're putting yourself in a situation as a program where you're trending again. No one will say it's as bad as that Chad Morris, and I, I understand that, but I mean, there's a realistic chance they don't win a single SEC game this year. I mean Mississippi State's awful, and if you can't beat them at home, you don't deserve to be. You should get relegated, to be honest. Yeah. But there, I mean, Derek, there's a legitimate chance that they might win, not win an SEC game this year, which sucks. All right, we're back here on Hog Reaction, and uh, Ty, we got someone else who wants to talk to us here. Believe it or not, <laughs> at this hour. <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk to Jake up, in Farmington. Hey, Jake. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? And we're doing all right. That's good. Man, I thought, KJ, with the offense, you need to pursue. you got to take over, man. you got to fucking... Nope. All right. Thank you, Jay. There it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It only took... Uh, you know what? That hadn't happened yet this year. I'm surprised. The, the F-bomb one, I heard... Uh, I think SHIT popped up. I don't, uh, think, no, I don't think spelling's any uh, better than, than saying it, Ty. I'll be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably right. Sorry. Uh, it's after 12. Yeah, who cares at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jay. I love- We're sorry we can't continue this phone conversation if you're going to use, use, use the dirty words. All right. I love you, too. All right. Thank you. Sorry. No, not you, Derek. Sorry. This, <laughs> this, uh, this girl that just walked by that was beautiful. All right. uh, guys, you can see my uh, my mind is kind of in another place right now. Yeah, what's going? On? Um, did you know how, how was Twin Peaks? How was the atmosphere at Twin Peaks tonight? By the way, not bad. There was still a crowd. There were fans there. They were making noise when good plays were happening, and uh, you know it was uh, it was pretty good. Pretty good. We gave away some gift cards, some uh, Heck yeah. some hog stuff. Uh, yeah, we had a good time out there. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was a good time. Twin Peaks, we'll have another watch party uh, next uh, Saturday for the Alabama game out there at Twin Peaks and Rogers. 11 a.m. Let's go. Yeah. All right. We are, uh, we're going to get another caller in here uh, real quick. Uh, Johnny is up next on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Johnny. Hey, that damn email stinks. You need to get rid of him. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. Is that Big Mike again? Yes, he's throwing his voice now. Yes. He okay. is the first person to get three calls in one show. <laughs> <laughs> he's got through three Jeez, <laughs> Man, he uh, he obviously feels a certain type of way about Dan Enos, and I don't know a lot of other people that feel, feel strongly against that, uh, that rationale and reasoning to this point. Right. Um... 
There was, um, in football tonight, uh, Ty, I don't know if you saw this or heard about it. There was coaching malpractice committed. Oh, my gosh, yes. By Mario Cristobal and the University of Miami. If you didn't <laughs> see it, let me walk you through the scenario. Miami is leading Georgia Tech. They are on a third down with like 30 seconds left. All you got to do is take a knee, and then it's almost the game is over. They run the ball. The guy fumbles the ball. Georgia Tech recovers. And I think two or three plays later, Georgia Tech scores it in a touchdown with one, two, they put two <laughs> seconds on the clock. Georgia Tech beats Miami in a, I mean, somebody said this, uh, one of the writers, somebody said this, this is a tarmac offense. I mean, this is as bad as a, as a scenario. On the ACC network, you know, propaganda ACC network, their announcer said this is as bad as a, as a uh, you know, management at the end of the game as as uh, I think one of the Hasselbecks said it, has ever seen. And he's right. It was unbelievable. Yeah. you got to be able to, you know, just take a knee at the down the stretch. And he elects to run the football and say that is – I have not seen many worse plays than, than that, like you're saying, Derek. It was horrific. I would be so mad if I was a Miami booster and I paid all that money. Whew, that is uh, – that is horrific. It it is a uh, it's a one in the file of uh, it could things could always be worse because that is not going to uh, <laughs> sit well with anybody uh, in South Florida after the way that thing uh, went down. And then you know Jimbo wasn't exactly a master of clock management in the Layton or um, or Milro or Alabama. You know they they're in a similar situation and Milro's throwing the ball. When they just need to run the clock out with 30-something seconds, I, I don't know. I don't know. It must be a lot more chaotic than we realize when uh, people can't, uh, can't handle these what seem like simple, obvious uh, situations late in the game. I don't Can know. Can you imagine someone on the headset when Saban's like, hey, run this play, and then it's like, well, coach, we need to, we need to kneel. Run this play! Yes. Like, <laughs> the pushback on, on Saban, Derek, would be uh, quite entertaining. Yeah, I think after the throw, uh, maybe uh, Coach Saban is on the uh, offensive channel and, like, we're running the ball. I don't care about anything else about looks. Run the ball with a few more words mixed in uh, than that uh, with that as well. All right, Ty has uh, left us to uh, go pursue uh, interests of a uh, carnal nature. So uh, we will continue here on Hog Reaction for a little while longer, presented by the Teague Law Firm and Signature Bank. Uh, David in Fayetteville is up next here on the phones. Hi, David. Hey. Um, I think if you have a running back like Rocket Sanders, you need to utilize him in the offensive scheme more than you did tonight. Yeah. They had a uh, they had a really t- tough time uh, running the football tonight. Let's see. Rocket had uh, eight carries for 15 yards. They threw it to him three times uh, out of the backfield. But, uh, yeah, there was nothing going on really on the running game. 15 yards uh, for him, 36 yards on the ground for Arkansas tonight, which is uh, that is never going to be enough in any game unless you throw for about 6'10". You maybe can get away with running for 36. Um, I still think Rocket is not right from a health standpoint. Um, but I have been impressed with uh, the way DeBinion has come on uh, lately. He's playing better football the last uh, few weeks. He, he's more of a reliable person 
Uh, the first couple games of the season, I would dread when Dominion came in the game. I'll be honest with you. But uh, right now, I, I think he's playing better ball. He's getting uh, a couple more opportunities. He's only had four carries uh, tonight in this game and a couple of catches. Uh, not sure, you know, the play breakdown for him. But um, I, I, I think he's he, he's he's someone that I can see uh, some improvement in uh, there with him. And uh, they need it because I don't think Rocket is 100%. I, um, I don't know what the issue is. Something lower body, I would imagine. Well, they've said that. I mean, that's not a secret or anything. But I don't think he is right. And um, so, um, you know, I'm not going to knock the guy. He's out there, uh, you know, when he could easily just pack it in and get ready for the draft. He's still out there uh, trying to, you know, get back out there. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he's right. And uh, the offensive line is you, you got to have you got to have places to run. That's it all gets back to that. Like if they aren't working, uh, nothing's going to work. Robbie's up next on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Robbie. I don't understand all this crap. <laughs> What's going on with offensive line? Yeah. I mean, they seem okay when I look at them. But I think it's moron Dan Enos should be fired. All right. That's uh, Big Mike again. Get through. He is uh, persistent, isn't he? And he's texting. I'm glad someone's awake listening to this. Sometimes you wonder sitting in here what's uh, what's going on out there. Um, but, uh, thank you, Big Mike, for your uh, continued patronage uh, throughout the night. Uh, here's someone that texted in that wanted to call in half drunk. All right, we're back here on Hog Reaction, winding things down here, presented by the Teague Law Firm. And Signature Bank, Arkansas, loses to Ole Miss tonight, 27-20. to 20. Around the league, up next for Arkansas is Alabama. Bama is a winner over A&M, 26-20 earlier today at Kyle Field. So Alabama is 3-0 and in the league. And uh, they are the clear leader in the SEC West in its final year of existence. And the clear leader in the East is Georgia, a 51-13 win over Kentucky uh, tonight between the hedges. LSU beats Missouri 49-39 in Como today. Mississippi State went out of the league. They beat Western Michigan 41-28. And Florida over Vanderbilt 38-14 in Gainesville. Florida now 2-1 in conference play. But Arkansas still looking for a win the streak has gone to four in a row now after the 2-0 and start, and uh, they lose today 27-20 to Ole Miss. The Bama game will be next Saturday at 11 a.m., so all of our uh, coverage starts at 6 a.m. here on ESPN Arkansas pregame. Then, of course, the Learfield broadcast. Chuck Barrett has all the play-by-play for you starting around 11 now these game, you know, game day's been running long now. Wherever game day is, so it's not going to be a straight up eleven start. So if you got stuff going on and you're, you know, five minutes late to the TV, I think you'll be fine. That is, if you want to watch this thing uh, next Saturday, and then uh, hard reaction following that. And Ty will be in Tuscaloosa next week, and um, his goal of uh, getting banned from every SEC city continues. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.